sure that blacksmith's gonna be at this here shindig? Sure he's here. Everybody's here tonight. You gentlemen will have to check your firearms if you want to join in on the festivities. Who's <laughs> <laughs> gonna make us tenderfoot? You? I am. Marshal Strickland. I didn't know you was back in town. If you can't read the sign, Tannen, I presume you can read this. Pretty tough armory when you're pointing a scattergun in a man's back. Just like you, Tannen, I take every advantage I can get. Now, you gonna check your iron? I was just joking with you, deputy. Of course, I wanna check my iron. We all were, weren't we, boys? Yeah, right. Tannen. Your knife, too. Smile, Marshal. After all, this is a party. The only party I'll be smiling at is the one that sees you at the end of a rope. Have fun! So that's how you handle him, son. Never give him an inch and maintain discipline at all times. Remember that word. Discipline. I will, Pa. Come along with me, celebrate year three. It's Marching McFly again. Back to the future three, a month-long podcast with me. It's Marching McFly, it's Marching McFly again. Again. I'm doing it again. I couldn't stay away, I confess. Another adventure with Marty and Doc, and this time they're in the OS. So come along with me, celebrate year three. It's Marchy McFly again. Stay here all month long and get sick of this song, cause it's Marchy McFly. It's Marchy McFly again. Again. It's a 31 day podcast where I celebrate one movie and the movie happens to be back in the future part three. Is it fading out already? No, no, you don't have to fade it out. You can keep the music going. Keep, keep, keep the music going. I wanna, I wanna extend this for as long as I can. Uh, trying to, trying to stretch this one out a little bit. No, no, it's, it's faded. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, then let's do this. Hello and happy Friday, and more importantly, happy St. Patrick's Day to all my Irish listeners. And uh, Irish celebrating listeners, uh, we, I just put a, a podcast up today uh, on another show I do called Fine Movies, Fine Spirits, where we talked about The Departed. You know, someday I'm going to get them to talk about uh, Back to the Future. But uh, we talked about The Departed, 
and uh, that's a very Irish movie, and we're in Massachusetts, so it's a it's a Massachusetts movie, and it had me really talking in, well, we recorded it, I guess, last week, but listening to it and editing, it just had me really talking in that, like, wicked Boston accent, where it happens no matter what. Like, I think sometimes I don't have it, and I try to over... I try to overcompensate for it sometimes when I'm talking on podcasts, but then certain words happen and it's just like, whoa, like, uh, instead of overcompensate, I might overcompensate. Uh, and I don't, I don't think I have a very strong Boston accent. I don't live in Boston. I work in Boston. I haven't been there in a couple of years, but I've worked in Boston and been like, you know, traveling to Boston and we, I live about 45 minutes away from Boston my entire life, pretty much. Um, so I have the, what is, I guess, the Merrimack Valley, uh, Boston, Massachusetts accent. I just know that when I uh, went to Florida and I was watching a football game with a couple of gentlemen and I, and I was yelling at the screen, just get a couple yards. And they're like, what is a yard? What was I talking about? Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day, and uh, it's Marchy McFly, Marchy 17th, Friday night. So it's a Friday, uh, St. Patrick's Day. My God, people must be going cuckoo bananas. Not me, not me. I'm relaxing. Had had the boiled dinner, had the corned beef and cabbage that I feel like it would have been, well, I guess it would have been too hard for Seamus and Maggie to quickly make some corned beef and cabbage for their weary traveler. Um, wouldn't it have been interesting if uh, Maggie McFly kind of looked at Marty like, hmm, I don't know, there's something about him. It's so wrong, but I feel very attracted to him, which seems weird because that's his, you know, the actress who plays his mother, but at the same time, she's married to the same actor who plays Marty and Seamus, so obviously she's got a type. It took three movies, but uh, Leah Thompson finally got to uh, get busy with Michael J. Fox. You know, two different characters, but still, it happened. So that's it. That's the only uh, new thing I thought of, really. Well, no, there was one other thing I thought when when, uh, Buford comes into the tavern. He's like, hey, McFly, you ain't Seamus McFly. You look like him, though. You have the same stupid hat. He should have also said, and you have the exact same face. You know, without the mustache, you literally have the exact same face but that didn't happen those that was the one thing that made me chuckle today when watching the movie thinking of that now i feel like i'm going to think of that over and over and over again but no folks today i actually do have uh, someone and something i want to talk about i want to talk about james tolkien now you may know james tolkien most famously for two movies well i guess four movies but really, as Mr. Strickland in the original Back to the Future. he I think that's where he did his most. Uh, though, you know, part two, he was already like kind of playing an updated version, yelling slacker down the, you know, trying to live up to the, the character he created. And in Back to the Future 3, he plays Marshall Strickland. But the fact that we he's one of the pillars of Back to the Future that... Um, gets brought back for all three movies, I think is pretty, uh, pretty terrific. Now he's also to me most well-known besides 
Back to the Future, is for Top Gun. That's really, I feel like, his big thing. Uh, Back to the Future, Top Gun. I didn't even realize he was in War Games. Uh, and he was also in, what was the other movie? There was a, a fourth movie in the, oh God. Oh God. So, known for Top Gun, great. Known for War Games, great. Known for Back to the Future, fantastic. Known for Masters of the Universe? Hey, guy's got to work. Guy's got to work. Now, the thing I've... Mo- He's still kicking, by the way. James Tolkien, still kicking, 91 years old. Uh, he was born in 1931. And, uh, he, well, 90... Wait a minute. 91 years old. Wait a minute. 90, 91. Yeah, okay, that's how math works. It's late, and I've had a very... Very long day, uh, but it was filled with Irish cider and corned beef and cabbage. Oh, anyway, I'm, I'm, this is how I'm stretching it out, my friends. Uh, the thing I most, well, technically the thing I most recently saw him in was a, um, a Back to the Future um, special. Remember that? I talked about it, I think, first Marchy McFly, where he, where, um, is it Discovery? did a thing where uh, they they did like a Secrets of the Back to the Future or the Back to the Future Expedition America, whatever. He was in it. He played like a little, played a little role in that. And that was 2021, I believe, when that came out. But I don't see that listed in IMDb. No, he was in Bone Tomahawk. Uh, oddly enough, another movie that was has been covered both on my on this podcast on Movie Month way back when. And also on Fine Movies, Fine Spirits. So you can find two pages, two different podcasts at fansonexperts.com talking about Bone Tomahawk, where James Tolkien played a very small role. In a, it's actually, the movie's dark, uh, well-written, wonderful, wonderfully acted uh, movie. Where the But he plays a small role as a pianist. Um, and he's in it for like 30 seconds, but he, it's, it's him and you see him like, oh my God, that's just, uh, that's Strickland and, uh, he's great. And you, you shouldn't watch the movie for him, but, well, if you do watch the movie for him, stick around cause it's a wild ride. Uh, now the reason I wanted to talk about him specifically, uh, and the fact that I, um, well, the, the opening was one of his scenes. He's only in two scenes and we've talked about this I've talked about this many times but there may be people who are listening to this for the first time or forgot what they what I've already talked about because believe me I forgot a lot about what I've been talking about but uh, Marshall Strickland he's first mentioned when when Marty gets to town it says Marshall you know out of town to went to Hayesville to witness the uh, was the hanging of Stinky Lomax and then we see him at the party at the festival that's the scene that i uh played at the beginning of this where he's got a gun and he is um you know holding back uh tannin from getting into the party and i'm thinking wait in part one did he hold back tannin from getting into the dance i don't think so in part two we see that he almost held tannin back from getting the dance from getting to the dance um so he's always disciplining parties he's really into that and but we do see him walking around in the party in the first one. Uh, well, I shouldn't say him because it, it's that this guy's a completely different uh, Strickland. It's just an ancestor um, with his son. 
His young son, by the way. I mean, James Tolkien's born in 31. So in 81, he's 50. See how I did that? Add nine more, eight more years, uh, or nine more years. Well, these film around the same time. So he's like 58, and he's got like a 12-year-old boy. Okay, okay. And he's got a head of hair. You know, Marty's like, Jesus, didn't this guy ever have hair? Well, they had to make it, they had to go back uh, 70 more years, and they had to go back, they had to make a whole different person, but he finally got to wear a nice, beautiful head of hair. But he's there, and he's telling uh, Buford, you know, the only uh, celebrating I'm going to be doing is find you at the end of a rope, which I thought was a little extreme to be like, I want you dead. But Buford is a uh, notorious uh, thief and murderer, so um, I, I'm not completely against it. Um, but we see him there. We see him at the with ZZ Top at the party, and it's funny because it's kind of like in the original Back to the Future, when in the cafeteria, Biff and Marty almost square off, almost go to fisticuffs, and he comes in and he and he's uh, he breaks them up. Um, the same thing kind of happens here after Buford challenges uh, Marty to you know a duel uh, at high noon. No, no, no. He does his killing before breakfast, seven o'clock. But Marty does his killing after breakfast, eight o'clock. That's when he comes. He's like, "Break it up, break it up. It's a party." And you can see, like, he actually shows that he wants to have a little fun. Uh, and then, of course, ZZ Top says, yes, let's have fun. Boom. But we don't see him later, and we've talked about this many a time. Uh, we don't see him later because in the original uh, script, and I hear it's in the novelization, I haven't gotten that far yet. I've been lackadaisical. Is that the right word? Um, I've been lacking in my reading of, of the novelization, but I need to get back on that this weekend. He... Um, there is a deleted scene. And this is the only deleted scene that I can find actual video for. And it's a deleted scene where Buford Mad Dog Tannen gutlessly and shamelessly kills Marshall Strickland. That's far enough, Tannen. I don't want any trouble. You stay out of my way and there won't be none. Drop it, Sonny. Do it, son. Yes, Pop. Now I'm warning you, Marshal. I'm here on a personal matter. If you want to live to see your boy grow up, you'll ride out of here for a few hours and leave me be. Let's go, boy. Ah! I lied, Marshal! Remember that word, son. Discipline. I will, Pa. Now you can tell that was a very, very unfinished scene. The sound was off. The gunfire, you could, you could hear like, it has a different sound. It sounds like a loud cap gun, because I guess that's the sound of the gun being fired. But I always feel like when you hear it in a movie, in an actual finished product, 
it's like a sound effect added in that sounds a little, I don't know, more refined. I don't even know if I'm saying the word, if I'm explaining it correctly, but it just sounded a little more fake, I guess. Um, and the sound was different. And also Strickland's like, uh, discipline, discipline, but he's going to leave them. He's like, all right, I'm going to leave you now, Tannen. And Tannen goes and shoots him right in the back. And then he says with his son, you know, remember that word discipline. Now they have that, that lot. I don't remember him saying discipline in the deleted scene, but um, unless I missed it, but he says discipline. I will, Pa. They obviously did something else. Maybe they, th- maybe they added the scene of him at the party, uh, because really, what is that party scene? Well, I guess it would serve. What does that scene serve? But I guess it serves why he only had one gun with one bullet. Um, but they didn't have to do that. They could be all the guns checked and, you know, they don't have the scene. But but the scene that they end up keeping is much better. And having Strickland murdered, I don't know, like, there's no death in this movie. There's the fact that there's the threatening of death. There's the, the discussion of death. But there's no death in this movie. In fact, there's no death in any of the Back to the Future movies except the, you know, the talk of it. Oh, uh, Biff killed um you know i mean yeah biff killed george um obviously in the original movie doc murdered all those high school kids uh and then in the third okay that didn't happen and then in this third one you know buford killed 14 people um not including the very racist uh line of uh, not including uh indians and chinamen and i'm not saying it, the movie is being racist in that line i'm saying the fact that the his, history books are, are being racist in the fact that they they did not count them as some of the murders, but there was no actual death in the movie. So having uh, um, Strickland's actual murder be on screen, uh, it just to me, I'm glad they didn't uh, keep that. You know, I couldn't find any other deleted scenes. Like, I saw references to them on Futurepedia, uh, but I couldn't find any video anywhere of any other deleted scenes. However, I did find a webpage uh, called fusion-industries3.tripod.com. Do you remember Tripod? That was like back in the day of, um, of Lycos tripod geocities where they were make your own web pages for free kind of thing uh which you know still exists today but this is a very early uh tool that allowed for you to anyone to make their own website and they all kind of look like shit um but i used to use those all the time because i knew html i used to use those to try to bend their tools to my will and try to make um different uh, websites. So it looks like they have a bunch of different, this, this user has fusion industries, fusion industries, three, uh, fusion industries. One is back to the future. Fusion industries is back to the future Two. Uh, they have back to the future, the ride, which is fusion industries Four. wow. Uh, back to the future trading cards. Okay. A lot of these things lead to really like crappy, like, um, you know, when the ad takes over the whole screen and it's like garbage, but what this website has that I haven't seen anywhere else are 
shots of deleted scenes from this movie. Photos. I don't see any images, but there's a photo, and I'm going to put a link to this website now. Mind you, there are pop-ups, there are ads at the tops, at the bottom. It's not a good-looking website. I don't even know how it looks on your phone if you want to click on it, but I'm going to put the link there. It's not, it's not spam. You know, it's a real website. It really is a tripod.com. That's still a thing. It got owned by Lycos or it got purchased by Lycos. Uh, it's just there might be some crappy pop-ups that happen. Uh, so just hit back on your on your browser and you'll, you should get there or close the window that opens. But it shows the De- DeLorean's tires disintegrate. I'm just going to read what it says on the website. It's The web page is titled Deleted Scenes 3 with the, in the Back to the Future text. Um, it says, This scene occurs when Doc and Mario in 1955 and uncover the DeLorean. The scene that was cut contained Doc and Marty checking the tires only to have them disintegrate before their eyes. And I remember some of this in the novelization. Now, this one is an interesting one because these actually these next two, they're both in 1955. I can't believe they were shot. They were actually created. I, I thought, oh, this is for the book. This doesn't make any sense. But uh, Marty tries to give Doc his handgun. You know, the pistol he fires uh, into the air? That's why he brought a gun. You know, I was wondering about that. Like, why did Mart Doc bring a gun? We know Doc is fine fire with firearms, but why did he bring a gun to see Marty off to 1955? He did. There was no like. He's looking at his watch, and he shoots into the air. I mean, yeah, that's a cool visual, but there's no reason for that. There was no timer. There was no like. You had to do it at this specific time. Marty could have spent another couple of days just gearing up for it, you know, getting into getting into fighting shape. He he didn't have to rush. Well, actually, we don't even know how long he was there. I have to check the date on the time circuits to see if we see how long Marty stayed in 1955. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I can't believe I didn't do that yet. If they didn't show it, I have to find out. Unless Futurepedia has... Uh, but again, they could have it. It doesn't mean it's... Correct. It doesn't mean it's shown in the movie. Um, it has to be shown in the movie for me to, you know, think of it as actual. Anyway, it says um, he's trying to give Marty his gun, and Marty's like, "No thanks. I don't know how to use it anyway." This scene shows Doc show Doc offering his gun to Marty, and Marty replies that he doesn't know how to use it. But if Doc were to give Marty the gun, that would be that would be wait a minute. If Doc were to give Marty the gun. What would he use in 1985 to try to stop the Libyans? What if he had to buy a new gun and in, in the parking lot in 1985 it worked and he killed the Libyans? Well, who's to say that's the... I mean, it looks like the same gun, but it doesn't mean it's the same gun. It says also Marty replies that he doesn't know how, which is completely false because Marty is a crack shot at Wild Gunman. He probably said that because if Marty were to kill Tannen, that would most certainly be a paradox. Um you know, I, I kind of, um, one of the things that, one of the jokes that doesn't fall for me, or not that it doesn't fall for me, one of the jokes that, that, that is dated, and it might not make sense to people watching the movie, is Marty, you know, he's all of a sudden he's really good at shooting, just because he's good at video games in, in part two. Uh, he goes, Sonny, where do you, you learn to shoot like that? And he says, 7-Eleven. Now, back in 1990, it's like, oh, 7-Eleven, that's where the video games are. If you're watching this movie today for the first time and you hear him say 7-Eleven, your first thought, my first thought, would be, 
wait, is he saying he's shot people at a 7-Eleven? Does he have to work at, did he work at 7-Eleven and got robbed all the time? Like it made it seem like he actually shoots people at 7-Eleven. Um, so that's one joke that doesn't quite fall for me. Plus, if he says, I don't know how to, and there's a reason they deleted that scene because they didn't, uh, you know, he, he needs to use a gun later. Now the next thing, the next scene, it shows, I assume this is right, uh, this scene shows Doc telling Marty. Now, this was in the novelization. I remember it throwing me off a little bit. He show, he tells Marty that if he can't save his older self, if he can't save Doc in, that, in 1885, get the son of a bitch that killed him. Yeah, he actually tells him, if you can't get him, kill Buford Tannen. I'm sorry? That doesn't sound like the Doc I know. I know Doc is, uh, you know, he, he, he can have a little dark side, but Jesus says, the scene is part of the Back to the Future 3 British color lobby cards available from backtothefuture.com. So that's not a deleted scene I'm looking at. That is a photo of a lobby card. Interesting. But I do, he does say, get the son of a bitch. Uh, then it shows, there's one that says, Marty using binoculars. This scene was cut from the film. This scene, that was cut from the film. I'd like to think that they didn't write things correctly, but I just can't read. I'm very tired. The scene that was cut from the film has Marty sitting in the DeLorean with the gull wing doors up and looking in his binoculars. It was most likely cut due to the length of the film or the fact that this scene does not further the plot. And it shows Marty sitting there with the door open. Now, where does this happen? So he gets to the Indians. Does he get away from, like, you know what I mean? When would this happen? He gets there first, and then the Indians come. I just, I'm curious in the script, because I don't remember this happening in the novelization even. So I'm not sure uh, when that would happen. Man, I keep getting, like it keeps popping to this fake-looking Verizon screen. Do not click on that. And I'm not sure if I should even put this link in the show notes. I'm putting it in the show notes. Click at your own risk. Um so uh, we say, just, okay, this one says, just try it, Tannen. Uh, Doc says, just try it, Tannen. The scene is found in the Back to the Future, in the trailer for Back to the Future 3. At the end of Back to the Future 2, it shows Doc with his gun screaming at Tannen. The scene would have occurred after Marty is shot from the rope. I'm guessing uh, would have occurred a few lines after. I'll shoot the fleas off of Fly's back. So there may have been another scene involving a threat from Buford Tannen. He doesn't say, just try it, Tannen, in the movie, huh? I've watched it 17 times and I, I'm like, I remember him saying that it's from the trailer. Uh, then it shows a, the scene all about the marshal um, getting killed by Tannen's group. Um, there's no, no, no context to that one. And the last one says the alternative kiss. This scene also appears on the trailer at the end of back to the future Two. Marty and Jennifer are kissing in the different way than in the actual film. Well, it's just a different angle. She sits up, and kisses him. In the film, Marty kisses Jennifer while she's still asleep. She moves up to him and hugs him. In this version, they are already sitting face to face, and then he kisses her. Yeah, maybe it's better to wait until she's awake to kiss her. Um, but I wish I could find actual videos of these. Now, mind you, I have the Back to the Future 3 DVD someplace. I just don't know. I don't quite have a uh, DVD player to plug that into. Or to, I guess you don't plug DVDs into DV, DVDs into DVD players. But you know what I mean, that's why I need to go searching YouTube. I don't even have a computer that has a DVD player anymore. So the only other thing I want to play for you today 
is I did find a uh, bloopers, a blooper reel that I th- it's only a couple, like a minute and a half long, and some of them are visual, so I might uh, talk over it and just to try to describe to you why it's so hilarious. And door. Maggie, I've got supper. <laughs> so that one's funny because um, uh, Michael J. Fox came into the room instead of holding the pheasants or whatever it was that he shot, he was holding a giant stuffed Roger Rabbit, of course, directed by Robert Zemeckis. My son come home from what's back east wearing them fancy his dud like that. What'd you do to it? These are the old guys. Shit. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> what's your name, Pilgrim? Pilgrim? What am I, John Williams? <laughs> the difference in Tom Wilson's voice from Mad Dog to his actual voice. I love we'll it. instantaneously arrive at a point in time where the bridge is completed. We'll have track under us and coast safely across the ravine. Yo, Doc, you're squishing the shit out of me, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd was getting on the horse but pushing his horse into Michael J. Fox. This one... Very visual. It's just Michael J. Fox lying on the ground. And I think a, fl- a fly is buzzing around him. I think that's what was happening. Shows a close-up of Clara kicking Buford in the shin. And that last do 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 thing you hear at the end is uh, is Tom Wilson just doing a little, uh, he's, he's doing a little tap dance. Oh, I better not. I've come to say goodbye. We both have. I love that one. That's Christopher Lloyd going, Doc going to see Clara, telling her goodbye. And um, his horse makes this loud, you know, noise. He doesn't blink. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, even lose a step. He just says, we both have. And he doesn't like, crack up until everyone starts cracking up and you know the the scene is over or the the cut is um the take is ruined but he doesn't laugh at all he's a, he's a pro through and through and you know who else is a pro not me me i'm just a humble podcaster who does this for fun the fact that anybody is listening to this right now baffles me but humbles me and makes me very very happy for the attention that I so dearly crave. Can you tell I'm tired? So that's it, my friends. I'm done. I'm out of here. This is Marchie McFly. This is day 17. Wow. Wow. By the time we get to Monday, we're in the 20s. I can't believe this. Uh, and I hope you come along with me for this ride. I mean, you're here this long. Might, might as well just stick it out. They're not very long. Just put it on. Put this on at like twice the speed. But if you listen to it at like one and a half twice the speed, that opening theme song must fly when I say, it's a 31-day podcast when I celebrate one movie and the movie happens to be Back to the Future Part 3. Ooh, I did that all in one take. But if dry, doing that at like one and a half to two speed, two to X speed, um, it must, you know, sound like this. It's a 3. Boom. Listen, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page. Now listen to that part where I said at twice the speed and play that at twice the speed. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to try that. Uh, Where was I? Oh, yes. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is Fans Not Experts and the website. 
Oh, the website is most important of all because you can find every episode of Marching McFly and links to subscribe at friendsnotexperts.com. So until tomorrow, my friends, discipline. Remember that word, discipline. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Because I'm kind of funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time. And I'm kind of handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. That's not experts.